You are about to witness history in the making. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another Pop Culture Gamers podcast. My name's Hayden, we're on show number 141, and despite a few technical troubles, Steve's here with me as well. Welcome, Steve. Afternoon, evening, or welcome. I don't know, because I've been sitting here for God knows how long. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to tell them what we've been doing. while. <laughs> yeah. Once I said, let's get it done early so I can chill out for this evening. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, how are you anyway? You okay? Yeah, I'm not too bad. So what's new with uh, with you? Uh, not too much, really. Um, football went well last weekend, which is really good on the Sunday. So mm-hmm. I'm really chuffed about that. Looking forward to the uh, Jubilee coming up, having a three-day week. And then yes. the week after, I'm off as well. So, Well, I'm off this week. Oh, are so, you? Yeah. Well, well, it do, is... you know, do you know what I got? This is really handy. My missus is going to have to do some animal sitting week after next. Right. So when I got my week off, I'll be on my own for the house to myself for a week. Oh, very nice, very nice. I've actually got that today because my wife's uh, taken us on over to um, Blackpool with my uh, sister-in-law and her son, so yeah. uh, they're they're away. So I've got the house to myself until tomorrow, and then I'm going to go and see Alan Partridge. Whoa! Is that tonight? Is it tomorrow? tomorrow. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, that's right. I'm yeah, tomorrow. Now. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be back just in time for us to uh, to nip there. So that's going to be really good. Looking forward to that. Um, and I went to see the Pet Shop Boys last night. Yes. How was that? Because, I mean, I saw them probably two years ago now. The last time I saw them at the Bic. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, this is probably a lot of listeners will not believe this, but it's actually the first time I've ever actually been to a concert. <laughs> Let me cough my beer a minute. <laughs> really? Really? I didn't know that. I really honestly didn't know that. Wow. Okay, yeah, well, it's the first time for something. Well, the, the story is, is that years ago, um, I was offered tickets to go and see um, Michael Jackson with my mother's cousin. And, you know, I was like 17, 18, and it was so unhip to go anywhere with your mother's cousin. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so I said no, and she was right at the front, and she met him. <laughs> I was sort of like, drat. <laughs> and then I thought, right, okay. And, so, and then Queen were on the, you know, the uh, live, you know, the kind of magic tour and stuff like that. And said, mm. the next yeah. time, the next time there's a tour, music tour, I'm going to have to, for my first tour, I've got to have to, you know, have uh, Queen pop and my then, music let, chair. Let, let, me, let me just say that by the time the next time I'm going to come around, he pegged it and you thought, that's just yes. Yeah, and I thought, sorry, I'm not going to go and, you know, do this. And then, um, quite ironically, last month, or the month before, I can't remember, it was a couple of months ago. Um, we, well, actually, before that, before COVID, we'd planned to go and see their Dream World tour um, because it was coming out in 20, 2020, was it, mm. COVID, yeah. And 
it got cancelled because of the restrictions. So we got our money back uh, because we we thought we don't know whether or not it's going to be cancelled for 2021. Clearly, it was because it was on this. It's on this year. Mm. So um, anyway, about c- a couple of months ago, um, we were uh, my wife and I were both off having a day uh, together, uh, and she were she just gone and switched on the TV, and Matt Boland was on. Uh, you know, and it was on a plus one, so it's like it's kind of like I always feel like a plus one is something that you sh- that you shouldn't be watching because it was already gone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, it was a plus one, and he was talking about his like latest singer. Said, oh, I've done a, a singer with the Pet Shop Boys, mm. and then they, they played it, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if they ever did that tour or if there's good, they've got a tour planned. You know, like knowing the fact that Neil Tennant's sixty seven years old. Um, mm. You know, it's it, it's yeah, not a spring the, chicken. The you're you're about Mark Hummel from Soft Cell, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because I heard that song, I've seen the video to it, and I was quite um. Yeah, I did, it was not bad actually. Just still talking about that for a minute. I mean, it's uh, where Mark Hummel's sitting in, in an ice cream van. Yeah, <laughs> in it. But uh, yeah, so that so that prompted you to just double check where they were at the time of what tour was going. Yeah, on. I wonder I wonder if they've got another tour planned because uh, obviously, you know, like I said with uh. Uh, Neil Tennant being 67 and Chris Law being 62 mm. so it's like a tour is a demanding thing and anyway I looked on and I said to my wife oh Jane there's a, they're on tour she said when? I said now and there's a ticket in two uh, we could get tickets in two months and there was like 20 tickets left in the arena <laughs> oh really? I've got three together I'm surprised, I'm surprised, I'm surprised you got three together like that it might have yeah. been scattered you over there, Mrs. Over here, and so yeah, yeah. Well, no, we got three together. As a matter of fact, I've just looked online while we've been talking on the, you know, before we started the show because we decided we'd go and see Dave Gorman. Uh, apart from the fact I can't get three tickets together, so we won't be going. Um, but anyway, um, so I, I booked the tickets there and then because I thought those things are going to be, you know, uh, taken up like hotcakes. Mm. So. Uh, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's my wife's uh, birthday on the 30th. Mm. It was sort of like a nice birthday thing for her as well. It was first time my son's ever been to a concert, first time for me. Yeah, I um, can't believe Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. Honestly, really, I'm gobsmacked. I didn't really realise don't, don't get me wrong. I've listened to gigs in pubs, mm. but I've not been to a, a concert. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. It, it's just, you know, I, I love music. I appreciate music, but I hate crowds. Um, you know, it's, I, I really, I, I just, I just don't like being in crowded places. Uh, mm. You know, I like lots of space. And I'm not claustrophobic, but I just don't like, uh, you know, the hustle and bustle of it all. <clears throat> but anyway, we went, and it was absolutely fantastic. Mm. I think the thing that Kyle like got us though said it starts at six o'clock. No, that was when the doors open. It starts yeah. at eight o'clock. Yeah, but you might. What was this? Who was the support, by the way? Or was there, there was support? No support. No support. Interesting. So. Yeah, because yeah. we had when um, when we went to see Simple Minds recently, yeah. they had they said sorry, the support they were going to have weren't they weren't going to be there. Um, so what they did was extend the show. So they had it in two halves. So they said well. When we finish, don't go home. We'll be back. We'll do the second half of the show. So their, their set list was huge for that. Actually, yeah. they were on for two and a half hours. Incredible. But uh, 
I suppose due to COVID and stuff like that, maybe still a thought of that. Uh, maybe that, you know, having another band tag along with you for, for 36 days on a tour or whatever it might be. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, they, they were absolutely fantastic. I mean, the music yeah. is, well, it's the Pet Shop Boys. Either you love them but or the you sound, hate, the, but... and, also, and also, what I, I tell you, when I remember, when I, I've still got some videos sitting around in my PC. Uh, but the, the sound quality is superb. Oh yeah. So sort of, you know, you surprise how much goes into that setup, you know, for someone oh, like a sixty-seven yeah. year old to sing or talk as the case may be. Do you know and I'm, i you've actually hit something on you know, it's like I know I'm going to go and see it Elton John and mm. no offense to Elton John, but he's pretty much lost his voice and he kinda shouts more than he sings now. And yeah. I don't mean that any disrespect to him. You know, he's he's getting on in years. It's his final tour. I can't wait to see him, but I know I'm not seeing him. Is that, him at is his that best. an outdoor event? Is it? No, is it an indoor one? A- arena, yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I, I don't mean any any offence to him in that. You know, it's just one of those things of when you're um, when you're older, your voice does go. But Neil Tennant, his voice sounded exactly the same as when he was in his twenties. Well, it's funny you said it because I showed. Um, I was showing a, a we had a new contract to start with this and. Uh, He's into music and he's he uh, he's got like um, he does events with music with his with his girlfriend and stuff. And uh, yeah, I showed him a video of uh, the Human League for, recently from yeah we were in yeah from November last year. And he said, "God, they sound that bad. Sound bad. Don't sound bad at all for someone that's you know rocking like that." Mm. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 there's actually going to be a, a, a an outdoor live concert for the Jubilee, isn't there? Yeah. And Duran Duran are headlining it, apparently. So it's going to be on BBC One and iPlayer. Mm. I'm probably keeping an eye out for that. To see yeah. what it's like. But, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. You know, yeah, there's a, there's a, I mean, I think it's on a full full swing now, tours and that. I really yeah. have Because I, um, I have a couple of websites where I, I get my favourite band's emails. So if something's going on, I, I get to hear about it. Mm. Well, I didn't about the Petrol Boys, funnily enough. I don't know, I might miss that one, but... Uh, yeah, and this is not in my um, favourites probably, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm always keeping an eye out for who to um, maybe go and see, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the one that fly in the ointment for the whole thing for me is uh, obviously I'm a bigger lad, as as we all know. Mm. And the thing that got me was they only did up to large in t shirts. And it's sort of like oh what the but the what the, the merchandise no yeah. way I mean this yeah. one is all right I'm not going to boast but this one here for the simple mind you can say I've got an ear this one is um a bit bigger than that and they yeah. had all sizes you know yeah no they they only did uh, large in t-shirts I said well what about the jackets oh we've only got those in mediums and is that because what they had left in stock was it on the tour or no the tour was only halfway through um, and uh, if you know what I mean I was really hacked off because. My wife and my son both got a t-shirt each, and I well, maybe, didn't. Can you go? Can you go in their web store, pick one up from there? <sighs> maybe, but I was really hacked off about that. Yeah, because I always like to get a t-shirt where every time I go and see a band, I like to go get something from the merchandise. Yeah, so Even you know it's a bit more expensive, but how much you pay for it? Oh, like they? thirty-five quid. Yeah. Uh, I ended up. I bought like a pin set and you know the uh, book thing. You know the. That they always do. Oh, so yeah, you, the tour out, the tour the, cat album sort of. Yeah, yeah, the tour catalog sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, but the I didn't want that program. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, but I didn't want that. I wanted the t-shirt 
Do you know what I mean? And I was, I was like really hacked off about that. That was a real fly in the ointment for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I love having my programs. I mean, there's one there, for example, War of the Worlds. Yeah. And it's signed by Jeff Wayne at the bottom. Nice. So, yeah, and I like, I don't know how, I mean, I love programs. They're a bit of something to have to remember what it was, you know, the time there and that. Mm. So I always like to pick up something like that, pick up a program and a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or, or in case with OMD, I actually, they actually had some vinyl there for sale, so I was like, a, you know, yeah, fly a fly to uh, ultraviolet light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't help it. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But um, no, they were absolutely fantastic. The visuals were uh, brilliant. Obviously, you know, they have a, a great video show going on in the background. Laser show as well and stuff like that. Laser show lights. Uh, mm you know the whole lot it was absolutely fantastic did all of the uh the great uh songs actually mentioned about where the song domino dancing came from uh well i gave a story off uh, explaining of it evidently he, they were on holiday mm. with um one of their friends in i can't remember where it was it was somewhere hot and exotic mm. and they ended up playing dominoes on an evening and the friend kept thrashing them, and every time that you know the uh, he beat him, he did a little dance, and then we <laughs> called that the domino dance, and that's where the song domino dancing comes from. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, evidently. Uh, that was from you know them themselves uh, saying that on stage, so presumably it must be true. So yeah, but that was absolutely it was uh, it was brilliant. I've, mm. I've I did some videos. My son. Um, bless his cotton socks was recording on his uh you know phone as well mm. some stuff but i'd hate to see what his footage was like because i was trying to keep mine steady i think he'll look like he was standing in the middle of an earthquake while uh <laughs> did you have a steady cam on as well because you can on certain you can put a steady cam on to help out the uh the site shake not that your sons would probably be sort of jumping up and down with the phone at the same time no i wasn't jumping up and down and all that but what i'm going to do is i'm going to uh, try and uh, even out some of the movement even more with using davinci because i'm sure that there's an ability to do that mm. on davinci resolve because i've really sort of like got into that for doing video editing now yeah as you will all probably have noticed the number of uh, beat saber maps have been uh, showing people um which i've now got them booked up right the way through until middle of june <laughs> To be fair, I think after about the fourth, I think I've gone on to every other day. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a load of new songs. And uh, you should have seen now the Ghost Protocol one, Steve. You should have uh, seen the Ghost Protocol one by now. Oh, uh, uh, on. I might miss that one. Yeah, that's on there now. Um, but yeah, there's some great ones. And I've got ones coming up like the Adams Family and stuff like that. But uh in Beat Saber, I've also now added an avatar, so it's got an avatar playing the, uh, you know, with the lightsabers on the third person mm. sort of point of view, which looks quite cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's uh, yeah, but uh, Pet Shop Boys was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, brilliant. A uh, bit of uh, bit of a tech review for you as well. Bit of a boring tech review, but once you get it, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I got uh, a robot vacuum cleaner i mentioned it before and you've got a bought one yourself mine's mm. uh, the uh, bugatti bg 750 and uh, this one 
um, I got from Amazon, and uh, it links up to your um, Amazon Alexa, and uh, Alexa's just about to go off now. Alexa, stop. And uh, basically, you can tell it to go and, uh, you know, uh, clean up just by uh, saying the device's name and say, you know, turn on whatever. So, of course, me being me, I've called mine Colin because he Colleen's the house. <laughs> but also because it's a reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Which now, I think is probably what it would be by, even when we said this earlier, actually. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, so if anybody knows uh, what that uh, that reference is in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy of Colin, other than Steve, because Steve already knows it, then um, put your answers on our Facebook group. No, on a, no, on a postcode too. <laughs> yeah, no, put them on a Facebook uh, post or, or reply to the tweet uh, for the for the podcast this time. Just, uh, just to see if anybody else does know it out there, or uh, if I am just the quintessential Hitchhiker's Guide fan. <laughs> There's a hint for you guys. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what, it's absolutely fantastic. Seriously, the uh, the uh, robot vacuum, even my wife has been amazed by it. And, I mean, we've got a Dyson... Um, which we hoover up regularly, mm. and this thing was picking up more stuff than the Dyson was. Yeah, we have a shark, and that's losing its losing its um, slack a bit. Yeah, yeah, know? but it it's absolutely fantastic, and um, it goes and learns its environment. It identifies stairs and stuff like that, so it doesn't fall down them, and you can put magnetic strips down to make it avoid certain areas. So, uh, oh yeah, I saw that. that. I was doing, I was looking at a video. Uh, today actually funny enough about them and i saw that even in the video for the one of mine and and then i thought what's that strip for and they say what it is i get it yeah you put you put that down on the floor and then um it detects when it's going over it and it stops so you could put it like around the dog balls and stuff like that but wouldn't it hit it and just bounce off though no uh, because obviously the mat gets caught up in the um things that turn around Right. You know, the, the uh, well, sort of like little spokes that come out of it that gather up the, the, the yeah. dust and the stuff and the debris mm. that brings it into the vacuum part. And then it'll tell you where, uh, you know, um, when it's full, it'll tell you if it's got a problem and where the problem is. And uh, you can just also tell it to just go, you know, go to bed, as it were, and it goes and powers itself down and recharges itself. So absolutely fantastic. Uh, my wife agrees it's uh, the second best bit of technology that we've bought, with my wife now being completely converted to our first bit of new technology because I had my solar panels put into there all this week. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And this has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've, I was a bit nervous about it because obviously it's spending a lot of money um we bought an extra battery on ours to what the standard package was and i do have to say i wouldn't mind adding more batteries because i've got a lot more scope for generating electricity and storing it mm. um but basically this isn't on any sort of like package deal where uh you you know you put you get a company that you can run that uh, get your free electricity but they'll take all of the costs 
for generating, you know, for any money that's generated going back into the national grid. This yeah. is all owned by me. Um, okay. So, um, basically, it took three and a half hours to install. That included erecting and taking down the scaffolding to mm. get on my roof. Yeah, I saw the um, pictures in it. Yeah. And uh, basically what they do is they put solar panels on. I've got 12. Um, and then they put an inverter in your loft together with your batteries. Now, you mm. might be thinking, why do you want batteries? Well, two reasons. First off, you want the sun's up, even if it's on a cloudy overcast day, which it is today, um, I'm still generating more electricity than I actually need. Um right. You know, unless it go, I mean, it's gone, it's actually dipped down now. So I am actually taking some power out of my battery because I'm using my PC and other stuff's on. Mm. But um, no, you invert, you get an inverter installed with your battery. And what that does is it um, controls the flow of electricity around your house so that uh, as you sort of like, you know, as your uh, electricity starts to increase from your solar power on the morning it's um will direct power to your batteries to charge them up and also all of the devices in your house and then send anything else to the national grid mm. and then if the power dri- uh, dips the inverter will then start pulling off from the battery before it'll start pulling from the national grid and when the batteries are dead or not dead but down to about 20 percent it then starts pulling from the national grid right um but it only pulls what it needs to so it only controls it so we were paying about 28 29 pounds uh a week according to our smart meter um for electricity Mm -hmm. and that's uh you know pre the the price rise yeah Uh, Yeah. we have paid our, our electricity bill on our smart meter now for what we've used from the national grid is four pounds and that's since monday that's going to help you tremendously though isn't it absolutely you know you not the it's about getting at the right time with what's going on in the world at the minute especially with gas electric and (coughs) the price the people um saying that our bills are going to go up by october by 800 pound it's ridiculous well it's it's another 53 percent isn't it so that effectively speaking that means that electricity will have gone up by about 110 percent in a in less than a year we'll be paying this off for months yeah till it goes down yeah it's not going to go down that much though let's let's be honest when does anything go down it never does it'll stay where it is at the best i mean we have you had your we had our 100 150 quid going to our account for uh, from the council for the the free payment um regarding the regarding the regarding the heat and and electricity i'm not sure i'm not sure if we have or not to be honest yeah we had the letter come through and then i got it come through and the 150 quid just popped into the account right sent it from dorset county council right but i think they're going to do another 400 yeah so but that's not going to help a great deal well that's only going to be half of the price rise in october yeah i mean that's still an extra 40 quid a month effectively you're going to have to find yeah I mean, I, I mean, my, I don't know about you, but my bill at the moment is capped at 129 pounds. Yeah, you see, my bill, uh, I was paying 150 pound a month. Yeah, so I've got 129. I've noticed that because the gas, we're not using gas for central heating, mm. that we're only on gas for 50p a day, roughly. Now, yeah. not not five six quid. 
Yeah. So the only thing that's going to be heavy would be the electric bill. But I'm hoping when they do the recalculation, that we might hopefully be better off because of the we're not using gas except for a bath, and that's that's all it's for actually. Yeah. Just to hot water for you, for the sink or <clears throat> stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's frightening what when the governor got to do something about it. I mean, I, I don't know where they stand with it because people are going to have to start cutting their cloth. Well, um, you know, who knows? You know, I'm I'm quite sure that the multimillionaire Rishi Shunak and the multimillionaire Boris Johnson know what it's like for normal people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There may have been sarcasm in that statement somewhere. <clears throat> absolutely. Um, but then again. You know, let's not get political. No, um, just put, I'm just got destiny on it. We just land anyway while we're talking. Playing destiny while we're talking. Isn't it great? It's nice to know <laughs> that we have 100% <laughs> commitment. It is 110, actually. 110. Just yeah. so I get it ready for when we talk about uh, what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's 100% commitment to destiny. 10 that, no, that, and I've got Microsoft flights in open as well. So. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, yeah, but um, I mean, obviously, the, the uh, solar panels are really, really expensive to buy. But with the cost of everything that's going on now with power, yeah, that means that my payback time is going down from 10 years to probably about mm. five years. Did, did, were you going to get a, did you get a grant for it? No, no grants. No help. No grants. No help. No, there's. Think- there's there's no grant to no help. There used to be a scheme mm. years ago where people could get solar panels on and then anything that they generated to get like 50p per kilowatt for, mm. they don't do that now. That doesn't happen. Um, what I what I can do is any electricity I generate over what I use, and I do generate a lot more. Can you bag it off and sell it? Yes, <laughs> Yeah, effectively speaking, I can sell it back to my energy provider. Now, my energy provider is Octopus. Ooh, how much would that be? I, I don't know. <laughs> Seven pence per kilowatt. Oh, really? Yeah. But when you bear in mind, on a normal day, without using a washing machine, mm. I'll be, with myself and my wife working from home, we'll be using probably uh, 0.8 of a kilowatt between us with mm. everything else on in, that we need on in the house. Yeah. Uh, during a day, and uh, you know, at a hot sunny on a hot sunny day, we'll be generating uh, over four kilowatts of electricity. Mm. That means that we're effectively uh, getting like twenty-one pence an hour back, mm. which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but when you multiply that over five hours in a you know f- for generating that level of electricity in a day. Over mm. a year, that's 365 quid. Mm. It's better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's probably not going to end up being anywhere near that. And then obviously, I'll have to pay a tax on that. And I'll have to... <clears throat> well, yeah, but we, we know the government likes to sc- screw us over with tax any way they bloody can. They don't give it out, they take it all the time. But, anyway. but with the, what I don't understand with the energy crisis the way it is, mm. Rishi did the massive thing of cut that by 5%. On the, on these systems, yeah. So mm. okay, that's great. You're not fifty quid off the installation price. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really cut it. Cut that out entirely, and actually have incentives and give people, uh, you know, grants for 
putting on these things on the house because mm. it feeds stuff back in. It means we're not as dependent on other countries for power and it, it feeds in a national grid. Mm. You know, this is what I don't understand. The other great thing about it as well is if the street goes black, I have two plugs on my um, on my uh, batteries, mm. which I can then run an extension lead from the batteries into the house and I can put on, you know, like lights and stuff like that. So I still have power as long as my batteries hold up, mm. which effectively means I've got an incredibly expensive UPS system for my PC. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell me it's only four is for that. So just for not no, that you can the gaming. All right, I can game with what I've got on my PC. I won't. Uh, the internet will be down, but then you can plug your router in maybe. So you might be lucky. And yeah, the, the the one thing I think the one thing that's been the biggest benefit out of it all though was I've for years said, do you know yeah. how expensive it is with my wife with you know uh, using the, the oven because she'd like go on turn it on before she goes out to heat it up to power. And then mm. she'd go out, be out for two hours and come back and then put some in. I said, no, really? Yeah, seriously. Oh, it did my head in. I used to go and switch it off. I said, do you know how much electricity you're wasting? And she was like, no, I'm not. You know, you're just being, because this tells you how mm. much electricity you're using at any one point. She went, Jesus Christ, I didn't know we were using that much of electricity. I was like, really? 19 years of marriage, me telling you. <laughs> No one's told you. Really? Are you sure? Seriously. Mm. I could not believe it. Could not believe it at all. But anyway. But, I mean, obviously these are not things that any, everybody can have on. You've got to have the right sort of roof. You can't be overshadowed. You can't, you know, there's there's lots of things. You know, if you're renting a place, obviously you're not going to put that on it for your, you know, your uh, landlord to gain the benefit out of and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but if you could get it, God, go for it. Seriously. I reckon you probably see a lot of that. People that can may do. I mean, if this crisis keeps up the way it's going, I think a lot of people will maybe They'll go for to. it. They'll mm. have to. They'll have to because it will be cheaper uh, in the long run. So, energy, about, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of poor people out there, should I say, as in really single mums that can struggle and, you know, and there's people out, you know, it's, it's not good enough because there's people now stealing from the shops for pasta yeah. because they can't afford to eat because they need to keep the... It's horrendous. Absolutely it's horrendous. This, this, this government will blame the Ukraine. It's The Ukraine has had an impact, you know, with Russia. I mean, mm. the Ukraine, I mean, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They will blame it. This is why the world the way it is. It was already going this way. Russia's just hastened it along. Mm. And the government has completely failed to act. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> moving on to my last bit, my gaming chair broke as well. My empire. I saw. Yeah. Is that why you picked up that little image I saw the other day? Yeah. So the the gaming chair that I've had for ages, and it was I had a lovely conversation with my wife, who to, you know she said uh, my back sore. I can't uh, support me back. No, no, no. Oh no, I didn't say that. I said oh, okay. FNL, my chair's broke. So what's the matter? So well, it's this, and I've tried to do this, and uh, you know, my wife can get quite hands on it. She was like, "Oh, it's just you not bit you because I, I bought something to fix the chair, but mm. the uh, piston thing, you know, the the hydraulic, 
mm. had got so far wedged in and, you know, we tried everything that we could and she tried, I tried, we went, went round my next door neighbour, it was very handy, he couldn't get this bloody thing out so we couldn't fix it. And it was sort of like, oh, God. So I, I sent back the repair kit for the chairs. Right, I'm really disappointed that chair, you know, I loved that chair, it was really comfy. Uh, and she said, well, you'll have to get a new one. So I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so see I what me- I have to use. I got a, you know something like this that I turn on a chair. Yeah. See it yeah. wooden thing holds it. You no know, little cushion there. <laughs> Mate, that's mine. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's all right. I saw the image of it. Yeah. But what you're talking about chairs? I've got my comfy chair for TV and gaming. If I do that, I do that. Yeah, you you've got like a a lounger. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the bottom bit feet go up. Yeah, I've I've got a two. I was given it. I was given it. Nice, nice. I've got a two seater sofa and a and <clears> a stool, but yeah, my new chair, my new gaming chair, is a Razer Tarek Pro gaming chair in black and green. Uh, really nice, really comfy. I looked on Amazon, three hundred and twenty-seven quid. Mm. I looked in Curry's, two hundred and nineteen. Exactly the same chair. Wow. Yeah. Well, Curry's don't know what they're going for. No, so I thought before they put that price up, I'm going to bag that. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Yeah, and then my wife turned around. She said, "Oh, they're a lot more expensive than I thought." I said, "Well, actually, that one was a hundred pound off." And to be fair, for some of the gaming chairs, and also to, to be honest, some of the ones that will actually support my weight, um, it was sort of you had to pay a bit more. <laughs> and plus, so the we won't. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So that's, that, I know that's a massive sort of update, but I, I wanted to tell you guys about the solar panels and the uh, robot vacuum cleaner because they are actually really quite good. And we are on about, you know, we are on about tech on this as well as movies mm. and games. So uh hope that's been of interest to any of you. So, Steve, anything you want to add? My car charger broke. Your car charger? It's not charging me car at the minute. Plug it in and it won't. It won't power. It won't charge the electric car. <laughs> so, luckily enough, I have a a fuel car with a company which is an electric one. And have you heard of the Marston pubs? Yeah. So if you look at a Marston pub, you might see a couple of Osprey chargers sitting mm-hmm. there on, on the road. They're fifty kilowatt chargers. So I've been using that with my card <laughs> to, to charge <laughs> the car up. So how much do they charge you per kilowatt? Oh, I can't remember. I have to look on the app, but. Um, I don't worry about it because the car the card is part of the company, so I just have to right. I just get the R, touch RFI, scan it, plug in the charger, and sit there and do a bit of work while I'm uh, sitting there in the in the pub. <laughs> so, how much charge does your car hold? <clears throat> That's a good question, actually. But it takes. I'm trying to think. It, it, I think when I'm driving, it, it sort of works out. You're using 4.4 kilowatt. When you're driving. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it's just it's just it'd be interesting to see how, how it works with my mileage. But I'll work that one out when because obviously beforehand I'm charging up here all the time mm. on a seven kilowatt charger. And that would take that could take if you've got a half charge or a, a low charge, that could take four or five hours, seven. You know, you know, you charge it up about six o'clock, you're talking half past twelve at night. Mm. But within going to them, you can be done within an hour and a half easy. 
on a, on a, on a 50 kilowatt. Yeah, the, the blast it in. That <coughs> yeah, but it won't be. It won't go, battery, does it? Sorry? That, that rapid charge doesn't do anything to the battery. No, but it? ironically, what it does do is it, it, it will always cut it off at 95%. Oh. So when your car gets to 95%, it clicks off and finishes. Now, is that something to do with the kilowatt, the charge you're getting thrown into the car? I don't know. Mm. But, but and it doesn't matter because I'm getting, when I set the car up to drive, I'm getting about 270 miles at that point, which is probably, and then I can go somewhere, charge the other end and come back again if I have to. You know, it's it's fine. It, I mean, but, to be fair, on a normal petrol car, you're probably looking at about 300 miles for a tank, aren't you? Yeah. But it's costing, I think, I think I, I was trying to actually it flashed up on the in the actual screen on the unit when I was sitting in the car. I think it was something like 26 quid or something to fill it up. If you think if you're going to fill it up, compared to you're filling up a, a big diesel vehicle and you're spending probably over 100 pounds. So was it what's it at the moment? 181 <coughs> per diesel. Uh, 179.9 for diesel where I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I fill my tank up. It cost me. Uh, well, actually, no. I got most of the way but when it hit 90 quid i thought i'm not putting any more in mm. and i stopped it but yeah. uh yeah and, and i was probably and it had gone over 100 mm. that's but yeah it's <clears throat> again it's another way of helping out isn't it but having said that though if i put in like 100 pounds worth of diesel mm. i'll get 480 miles out of it yeah i mean you don't travel far a lot anyway do you so... no no, so you know, so that would stretch that out probably to about five hundred because I wouldn't be doing starts and stuff like that. It'd be constant cruising. Yeah, yeah. But mm. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm getting it. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting it repaired. Hopefully, or they're going to replace it on um, Monday. So, are you, are you with Optus Energy? No, I'm with Utility Warehouse. All right, because a lot of them sometimes have special rates yeah and i you know I, I need to speak to them again anyway and ask them that question yeah because i need i do chuck i do any charger at night anyway yeah so obviously i get home that's when i normally do it yeah but i don't mind i've got to get my smart not my smart meter i've got to get my energy meter in the uh that feeds it restarted because it's it won't read my um smart meter at the minute right so i don't know what, I, what i'm what i'm what i'm going to be crying and spilt milk for when we see the electric bill obviously i use it i mean i use the uh the charger to charge the car up as well yeah but some of that balances off a little bit so look, for example this month i think I, my reimbursement on the mileage was about 126 pounds which i my bill was i think mine was 129 for gas electric so theoretically i thought well that's sort of paid for it in a way if you know what i mean mm. you know so that irons that out a little bit but uh yeah it's a crazy world we're in i think it's quite mental isn't it? Yeah, some it'll have to change, but yeah, who knows what. Um, nothing else really is going on. Um, a few bits and pieces coming in the post. Uh, Stephen, the Stephen King movie finally arrived. I didn't it, that came out of the blue from Savvy. That was uh, Cat's Eyes. I watched a Stephen King movie this uh, this week. Yes, yeah, I just noticed. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, so yeah, a little bit of gaming, a little bit of Destiny, a little bit of Microsoft Flight Sim, and. Some movies we should talk about later as well. Yeah. Right, well, we better get on. The one thing I did forget to mention about the Pet Shop Boys, really nice touch that they uh, they did, and that was um, Depeche Mode. Obviously, the Andy Fletcher died at the age of 60. He was <coughs> the keyboardist and founding member of the group. Mm. 
they dedicated the last song to him on there. Presumably they would have known him personally because yeah. they were all around in that sort of time. But I thought that was a nice touch as well. Mm. Yeah. So also another bit of news. Uh, I've been in contact with Alan and I've just uh, had word from him to say this is all right to say, but uh, just to, he wanted to let everybody know that, you know, he's uh, back to good health. Uh, and he's heading in the right direction. Um, so far as one day he'll uh, try and uh, do a catch-up show, uh, if possible. But obviously we're not pressuring him or anything like that. We're just really delighted to know that uh, he's on the mend and he's doing well. And just keep it up, Alan, and just take care of yourself. Yeah, good. Nice to hear you're you're getting there and uh, get you're back to work and yeah, it's all good. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, let's move on to Gaming This Week. No longer a dream, but a reality. <clears throat> All right, so Gaming This Week, uh, because this is a bit of an impromptu, I haven't actually got anything to really say uh, gaming-wise. Uh, there isn't a great deal of say, really, to be honest, at the minute I can think of. No, I don't think that there is. Um, but anyway... Um, we'll move on to the new releases, shall we? Do you want to do those, Steve? Yeah, so. okay. So, uh, 31st of the 5th, we had The Last Taxi platform with PC VR. Then, also on the 31st, we have Insomnia Enhanced Edition for the PS5. For the 2nd, we have Diablo Immortal and Gigapocalypse. And from the 3rd, we have Empire Dukes of the Far Frontier on PC. For the 7th, we got Spellforced 3 Reforced on all platforms. For the ninth, we have Pro Cycling Manager 2022 and also Tour de France 2022, but they're both cycling anyway, so you can get that. On the 10th, what I'm looking forward to is the Quarry, all platforms. I thought you were going to say Mario Strikers Battle League there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And I thought that 10th, would have been a Switch. <laughs> yeah, on Nintendo Switch, we got Mario Strikers Battle League as the last one here. But the Quarry, I'm really looking forward to. Right. I, I must admit, I've been two minds about Diablo Immortal because it's not Diablo 4, is it? It's No, um, not yet, not yet. It, We're still it, praying the gods for that one. Yeah, this is that one that they came on stage and showed everybody. Wasn't that, then, wasn't that, a, was that a mobile one or not? Was it? Yeah, it's basically they've mm. converted a mobile game into a <clears> PC <throat> version, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and everybody's sort of like really hacked off about it. Mm. So I don't think that that's going to do well. But so such as it is. Anyway, subscription games. Strangely enough, we've not had anything from uh, the boys in blue or the boys in green, have we? About no. uh, about what's uh, coming in a couple of days. So unfortunately, we can't update you for that. But on Twitch, uh, the games available there are Far Cry 4, Escape from Monkey Island, Astrologaster, which I actually played on when it was on Game Pass, and it was. Okay, it was a weird sort of game. Uh, Across the Grooves, uh, Coleco and WRC 8 FIA World Rally Championship. And then on Epic, if you pop over there right now uh, on the Epic Store, you can get the Bioshock collection for free. And that is until uh, next Thursday, I believe, at which point it will change at four o'clock. If you've never played it, I think you should be shot because it's worth playing. Doesn't matter what platform you play it on, fantastic collection. And to be honest, even if you haven't got a PC, you might as well go and get on your phone, subscribe to Epic, and get that 
ready for when that one day you do actually become part of the elite. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Frog in my throat there. Carry on. To, to be fair, Steve, given the fact that it is older, it'll probably run on your PC as well as a game. Well, if I can't actually get Windows to work with Google and um, at the moment, no, so no, this is true. But if you give it, you know, if you get it working, it might be worth you just. Uh, no, I've got to just shut this PC down. We know about that, but I'm yeah. doing it in a minute now. But we're we're using the modern technology as best we can. Let's put it that way. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> anyway, uh, gaming this week, so. I don't really have much to say about gaming this week, other than the fact that uh, I've been doing loads of Beat Saber, um, which I'm sure that you will all have seen, and hopefully you're not getting bored of it. Uh, but I've uh, done a few new ones. You'll find that these have generally been released at uh, lunchtime every day. They will then go on to a cup every other, other day. But I've done a load of Beat Saber maps, which are uh, downloadable uh ones from beast saber if you mod the pc version including star trek the next generation theme to be fair that wasn't me playing it that was my son because it was on expert plus and uh it's insane how quick that goes mission impossible fallout theme on hard the halo combat evolved uh cloaked in blackness theme gimme 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 uh by abba uh i did a try of the great showman on 90 mode where things come at you from 90 degree angles uh same the maps the same it's just the direction that they come from is different i've also done things like la isla bonita backstreet boys uh holding out for a hero bit of queen with don't stop me now all that sort of stuff uh and i also i actually had to go on lego star wars the force awakens because i thought that was one game i never really invested much time in mm. and after playing Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, I thought I'll go and have a go. So I uploaded the video from uh, doing the opening levels in that. Uh, so, yeah, a few things have uh, been stuck on our YouTube. Don't forget, youtube.com forward slash popculturegamers. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bing uh, that bell. Bing, yet to uh, get your notifications of more great content. But, yeah, so that's basically what I've been sort of playing, but still enjoy Beat Saber. It's <laughs> It's such a good game at doing what it does really, really well. And they've just released a map, uh, uh, not a map, a, a ability to map songs as well. And have been sort of like demonstrating that. I've not watched any of the videos, but I'm sure we'll be seeing more custom maps coming. Yeah. So, but yeah, just keep an eye out uh, on our Pop Culture Gamers channel for more uh, content like that. What about yourself, Steve? You said you've been doing Destiny. Yep, so Season of the Haunted has started. Okay. We have, just so you get an idea, if you haven't sort of, I haven't started yet, but we've got 86 days, 23 hours until the camp, so that's finished on this next season. So I guess um, I have to buy the season pass then. You can buy, I mean, you can buy the, well, you uh, can buy Glimmer. them individually, can't you? Yeah. Glimmer and that. Yeah. Not Glimmer, Silver, sorry. Silver, yeah. I don't know how much it is. I'm, I, I never do it. It's that a way. tenner, basically. Yeah. Really interesting. Some nice little tweaks to it. Um, I've only just really started it. But um, yeah, I hope to get on. Hopefully, we'll get on with that a bit more tonight. <clears throat> uh, I might drop it. in with you then in that case. Yeah, it, honestly, it's, uh, I'm only level level seven and I've only, only done two parts to the, the mini campaign you have with it. <laughs> and yeah, I like the. Uh, the the idea of the Leviathan, we're back on that. We've got a few buffs and a few other weapons. 
but yeah it's, it's destiny and it's good fun it's easy to play you know yeah um also i've been playing is microsoft flight simulator and what's the reason for playing that well a little expansion's popped up to download for free it's on game pass remember mm-hmm. and we have the maverick top gun expansion so you've been playing your, your best tom cruise i have been and I, well it's something else i'm going to talk about that in a minute but um so is, is your missus pretending to be kelly mcgillis no she's not even in the room i tell you <laughs> jennifer o'connelly wow i love that girl honestly I've, it's a long time since i've seen her in a, in a movie anyway but um bit about that later so the expansion's free to download it gives you some challenges and some fa fa 18e training on the uh, the fighter plane you use that's in the in the film funnily enough and also what it also does is is <clears throat> there is a another plane which i'm not going to say what it's called uh, i'm not going to say too much about it because i don't remember to spot the movie but there's another plane in it as well that you get to get to, you can get to fly around and in this plane you can actually touch the in-between bit between space and and earth if you know what i mean and you can yeah. go around that but uh yeah it's good fun you've got some train you've got some challenges there's uh there's one two three four five six there's seven challenges two advanced ones the advanced one i would love to try it but i'm not a bit scared because you've got to land on the carrier out at sea <laughs> I, think right. gonna, I think i'll end up crashing that for a bit uh i love the the way when it boots up and you've got the loading screen you've got the harold fall to my music in the background playing that we all know and love from the movie from the original movie and yeah really enjoying it however do you remember Ace Combat 7? Yes. So they are going to be doing a download pack for Top Gun Maverick. And also it will be available to be used with the VR. Interesting. Which, honestly, I've, obviously, I've, I've got I've got the game anyway. I've got my VR headset. So when that comes out... I'm I, be, I, do you have it on PlayStation? Yes, I do. I am going to be all over that, without a doubt. Because the last time I played that Ace, that Ace Combat in VR... My boy was feeling sick. So I, I said, right, put it on. We're, you're going to take off off the carrier. And, um, wow, it is really good in VR. I've got to, I've got to say that's the only game I'd like, I think I play yeah. at the moment, if anything. And it's fantastic. The visuals and the react, how you <clears throat> get that feeling of taking off and looking around, you know, as in that VR experience is, is incredible. But, uh, yeah, so Ace Combat 7 in a bit later in the year. I'm not sure exactly when. Nice. So, yeah, might actually tempt me then to fire up the PlayStation, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll get all frightened and it'll be wondering what's going on. It's been turned on. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I think they've done a fantastic job with, with Microsoft Flight Sim. Uh, it looks incredible, as usual, as it normally does. And you've, you've yeah. played the game. You know how good it looks. Um, but, yeah, it's got the uh, it's got Tom Cruise's plane in it. Mm. So that's all I can say about it without... But yeah, download for free. Have a look. Have they made it more of an arcadey kind of experience for Top Gun? No, it's a simulator, so it's proper, you know. But you can dumb down, as you know, you can dumb down the controls and they will tell you what to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, actually, just I took off from Heathrow Airport earlier for a bit of fun, and you got that afterburner kick in, and you're just going up. It's just, it looks so cool. Yeah. And obviously, both of the both of these planes that are in the film and in on here are uh, on free play as well in your uh, plane menu so if you want to just fly them locally wherever you want <clears throat> you can do the same for that as well 
Max? No. But yeah, good fun. So it sounds it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. I mean, after coming back from the movie, actually, yeah, you just I want to get on there. You know, <laughs> we're going to walk the dog first, then you can have it. I, I won't walk the dog. He's been in all morning. So uh, very good. Cool. Cool. Okay, so a bit of a shorter gaming <laughs> gaming bit there because we haven't played uh, that much extra. But uh, anyway, we'll move on to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. Right, so movies, TV and streaming. Uh, anything you want to bring in in the news there, Steve? I think there's probably only one bit of news, really, at the moment. It's about Rare Lotter. Right. Passing away. He died in his sleep. Yes, that was a, a big uh, big shock, really, wasn't it? Because mm, he was... He was um, filming a, something at the moment, wasn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. Or he was. And, <clears throat> and I, I was just going back to when I... When, when did I first see Rare Lotter in a movie? And... I've got a funny feeling it was a baseball movie. No, definitely not what I've seen him in last. No, that was the first film. Obviously, he's well known for Goodfellas. Yeah. He's even in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, isn't he? He was in Revolver as well, wasn't he? Yeah. But uh, his his filmography, um, I'm trying to think there what it was. So it was Field of Dreams he was in. He was one of the ghost baseball players. I never realised that. Yeah. If you go back now and, and saw those scenes when they come out of the... Cornfield. Mm. He's one of he's one of, he's the mate one of the character that's is talking to um Kevin Costner. Wow. And obviously he was in the he's been in he's been in so many movies. But yeah, and I think one I mean I mean everyone's gonna talk about Goodfellas, aren't they? But never forget that he did have a bit of a run in with Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal. Oh yeah, he was the guy who had these brids sliced and uh, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. At the end which he, when um Starling wakes up in his house and she goes downstairs and he's sitting at the table and he's picking off his brain. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. yeah, real shame, real shame. Yeah, there seemed to have been a few people dying on the same day as him because there was uh, what you call it from Depeche Mode as well and a couple of others. There was a, what was the guy from Star Wars? Uh, that was about a day a day before, I think, wasn't it? One of the creators of this in special effects, wasn't it? Uh, one uh, making... the, the guy who actually made... Um, made the design for the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what his name is, but... Uh, you did the post. <laughs> I did, I did, but I forgot what I forgot what his name because you know, it's one of those things that you come across for, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I can't remember what his name was. No. But you normally always come in threes, don't they? Colin Can- uh, Cantwell. Concept artist who designed iconic Star Wars uh, spaceships died at 90, so he had a good innings. Mm. Unlike Andy Fletcher, who died at 60. Who was he, sorry? Andy Fletcher, Depeche Mode. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, there's not much more news, I think, at the moment. No. Hello. Um, I mean, there's obviously we had with the TV side, there's been. Um, so I did post about this, some rumours regarding how um, the new Doctor would be coming into the show. And from what I've read and heard is that there's possibly going to be three episodes with David Tennant yeah. before he comes in. And so the rumours going around is that actually Jodie Winnick will be, will be regenerating into David Tennant, which I think if it does work like that, that would be a great idea, however, it, however you look at it and think about it. Yeah. 
And again, if you look on social media on YouTube, there's loads of people posting videos. You can see the filming going on in Camden in London. Mm. That's been last week. And um, they obviously have had a <clears throat> another person um, who's one of the characters from the new season called Rose. But don't get her confused with the original Rose. Rose from, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, because... When I heard that, I thought... Yeah, because I showed you that photo, didn't I? No. Yeah, and I, and I was sort of like, why are they recasting Billy Piper? Who wouldn't want more Billy Piper? Yeah, but my, my thought is, and I've read this as well, that it's possibly that it's, um, it is Donna Noble's daughter. Yeah. From what we're hearing. But I, might, I mean, I'm not sure of the timeline for that. Because <clears throat> we don't know how far Doctor, the, the David Tennant's going to be pulling her back in to, into into the into the universe and because obviously she's lost her memory and was back to being the dippy dippy woman that she was before and mm. you know but uh yeah we'll wait and see on that yeah be interesting. um also we have the new the second series of the flight attendant that's now coming up shortly they will all be on sky I, you know, I've never watched that, and because that was coming on, and I thought, oh, that looks interesting. Me and my wife watched it. It's a good it. show. We, I loved it. Yeah, honestly, we binged it over two nights. It was mm, brilliant. Good show, isn't it? So that's coming out. Funnily enough, when I was in the cinema this morning, they used trailers or bits of a trailer for the new take on the uh, Midwich Cuckoo's book, which was obviously Village of the Damned. Yeah, um, that is coming out shortly with Keely Hawes as well on the TV. Stranger Things is, is about to be kicking in as well, I think, from mm. Netflix. So, and obviously from the Disney World Plus, Obi-Wan has now raised its head. I'm Have you gonna... seen it? No, I've only heard some good and bad reports, but obviously you will tell me what you think. Yeah, I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's about it, really, on that side. Okay. Well, cinema releases, we've got Men on the 1st of June. On the 3rd, we've got Dashcam. Bergman Island, The Lady of Heaven, and Elizabeth, A Portrait of Parts. And then on the 10th of June, we've got Jurassic World Domination, which I'm quite looking forward to. Uh, the Righteous, All My Friends Hate Me, and Leave No Traces, and Listen. So that's that. Blu-ray-wise. Uh, do you want we, me to do it or not? Yeah, you do them, yeah. Because I can see the highlighted ones anyway. Um, yeah. But I'll come back to you in a minute. So The Brother Flu Menchu... The Bride of Fu Manchu and the Castle of Fu Manchu are all on Blu-ray. We've got a re-release of The Dark Knight Rises on the collection in the steelbook version. Also, we have The Face of Fu Manchu on Blu-ray. This is for the 30th of May. On the 6th of June, we've got, I suppose, a re-release of Basic Instinct 4K Collector's Edition. And there's a couple of steelbook editions from Xavi I've seen that are being re-released, which is the Batman 1989 and the Batman Returns Ultimate Collection 4K Morkin and Wise, The Lost Tapes. I would hope they would have the breakfast sketch in there. <laughs> well, that, I don't think that one was lost, was it? No, but, you know, I, I mean, whether you've lost tapes. The Dan Buster's Collector's Edition. Okay. Here is the remastered, oh, there you go, version mm. of that there, which is a great movie. Um, <clears throat> one I'm pitching someone else to do a, a podcast for. But um, And then the last one, which I've got pre-ordered, is the Untouchables Special Collector's Edition Blu-ray Steelbook. And obviously it's on Blu-ray Standard as well. Yeah. Which I'm waiting for that to turn up, and I'm hoping, because that's why I'm off. Mm. Anything else there that you've got that we can see coming out? Also, uh, there's the Bond Daniel Craig collection. 
Did you mention that? James Bond 5 film collection 4K Blu-ray. And well, I can't DVD. see it highlighted, but there you go. Yeah, it, uh, I only just noticed it and highlighted it while you were talking, <laughs> so it's probably <laughs> taken a while to update. Um, but yeah, I think that one will be uh, quite good. And if you have no taste in movies at all, there's Grease too. Oh, yes. Uh, what else have we got in there? I'm trying to have a little look. Um, yeah, I mean, that'd be expensive, wouldn't it? The 5K, 4K bumper bumper yeah, uh, yeah, movies. it is um i'll tell you one that is really good as i forgot to highlight it is race by wolves season one mm-hmm. which is um a new sci-fi series from i think australia um really good visuals a very different sort of sci-fi uh futuristic uh thing uh, basically about two uh, androids who are trying to raise uh, human beings, but after there's been like some sort of war between uh, <clears throat> two different factions of humans, one that's very mm. religious and doesn't, be- you know, believes in uh, the light, and then this other group who believes in technology, and then these robots being sort of like caught in the middle, and there's been sort of like Armageddon, and then these and people have left the planet that they were on on these mm. colony ships and these two androids have taken all of these uh, sort of like embryos and raised them into human beings and there's weird stuff going on on the planet and it's all linking into the mythology around the religion and stuff like that as well. There's two seasons of this at the moment, but it's really, really good. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a different sort of sci-fi. Something else I've just noticed that was something was in some recently, Licorice Pizza, right. which is supposed to be quite good. Romper Stomper, the Deluxe Collector's Edition. Well, I've seen that for a number of years. And Drive, which I think is an Arrow edition of that movie as well, which mm. is obviously 4K Blu-ray. Um, yeah, so. Okay, so Cinema Charts, we've got at uh, number five, we've got Dog. At number three, we've got, sorry, number four, we've got Spider-Man No Way Home. Number three, we've got Sing 2. Number two, we've got Uncharted. And knocking it straight off, number one point is Top Gun. DVD chart, we have down from, from six up to five, we've got The Matrix Resurrection. Three down to four, we have Dune. Down from two to three, we have Spider-Man No Way Home. Up from 13 to two, we have Top Gun, which I'm assuming will be obviously original again. And we have Uncharted at number one. Yeah. Okay, so Steve, what have you been watching? So on Sky, I've got written down here. So I've been watching The Staircase. Okay. Have you heard about it? Um, so, no, but I've used them. You use it quite regularly. Yeah. I don't have a staircase anymore. Yeah, right I, I, I find it has its ups and downs. Yes, it does. It's a bitch for a robot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Certainly for a Dalek. <laughs> yeah, this is a true story with starring Colin Firth and Tony Collette. Okay. And it's about Colin first character. I've got no unfortunately because my PC's down at the minute, not working. I'm doing this from, from memory. So this is a true story for the, the character that Colin first plays. Um they, they apparently killed his wife on a staircase. And it's the story of, of, of his character. I mean if you can bring it up on your end, you can help me out there. <clears throat> um I think we're I think it's a weekly thing. This is not one of the one you can binge, but there's about six episodes in it so far. And it's really good. Colin Firth is superb. My missus didn't even recognise him at the beginning. Right. Until I said, hold a minute. I so said, you can see Tony Collette there, who plays his wife, and you can see Colin. She goes, oh, what do you mean, Colin? Yeah, that's Colin Firth. I'm like, to prove the point. But, uh, yes, 
really well worth watching. It is advertised a lot on the radio as well. I've been listening to it on the radio just of late as well. Yeah. Um, it's not been out long, that one. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix as well, or if I'm looking at it via Sky, but through Netflix, I'm not too sure. So Patrick Schwarzenegger in it. Is that the son of Arnie? I, I don't know. And if you bring up a network database, and you won't be able to tell you. Uh, but the story, what it does, this, this sort of program does. Go yes, back. it is. Is it really? Okay. What's his character name? Uh, hang on one second. He is Todd Peterson. Okay. So he must be the son, presumably. So I'll have a. I'll have, we got one one. We got another episode ready to what ready to go on that. So um, might have a look at that at some point. Oh, it's Steve Dehan from uh, uh, Valerian and the uh, City of a Thousand Planets and uh, Spider Man. Uh, the mm. Amazing Spider-Man 2, or 1, was it? I can't remember. One of those ones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's a um, very good show. Well worth watching. If you want to hold out and wait till they're all on there, then just binge them, I suppose, might be the best way. But unfortunately, it's one of those programmes at the moment. <clears throat> and there's a few like that, I think, just of late. Like, uh, just bring them out once a week. Do you know, I've, I've, got to, I've got to say, I've loved having the ability to binge watch. Mm. But I think... Um, the having things on a weekly schedule at least on a day just makes it more special than because you've got that anticipation because if you've got if they if they give you a cliffhanger every week of some kind or something oh no, you know you're going to wait a week and think oh god you know you really want to watch yeah. that and and I, and I think back in the day when we had to do that because we had four channels and we before the VCR came into play yeah um yeah. And I mean, you know, to, to give the example of going back a couple of years ago when Picard season one came up and me and Alan did that mm. uh, series of podcasts, that made that show really special, even if the show wasn't special, mm. because we had great fun doing that. You know, take, talking about where it could go, where it would go, getting a lot right, getting a lot wrong, all of that sort <laughs> of stuff. And season two, I think, was probably stronger than season one, but it dipped an awful lot in the middle. Mm. Uh, and it spent way too much emphasising on Picard's childhood um, to explain something in the future which could have been done in like a scene rather than three episodes yeah the ending was okay um, but I think that that would have been again more special if we'd have been doing that again Mm. so you know I think that there are you know but uh, Alan did say he thought it was utter garbage by the way I would say (laughs) Alan doesn't mince his words Um, I was trying to be a bit more friendly towards uh, Sir Patrick Uh, but yeah um, so when you've been watched the flight flight attendant how'd you get on with that because that was honestly that was superb and I think she played Teddy Coco played a fantastic role in that and you didn't know what was going on half it was one of those ones that you kept on your toes especially because of how the story progressed and what happened in the story and all that yeah and then yeah, right up to the very end, and yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that that next season. Netflix, Strangest Things four is already up, ready to go. Mm. But ironically, they're all different, weird times. Did you hear about this? So, so episode one is one hour eighteen minutes. Oh, episode, different lengths. In, yeah, yeah. Episode two time. is one hour seventeen. Yeah. Episode three is one hour three. Four is one hour eighteen. Five is one hour sixteen. Six is one hour fifteen, and the last episode number seven is an hour and a half. One hour thirty eight minutes. Yeah, that was a bit like The Mandalorian because some of those episodes were like 30 minutes and other ones were over an hour. Mm. 
but, but they I mean, can do that because it's uh, they're not on a, a zero sum sort of this is your schedule. Mm. It doesn't matter whether or not they make an episode for ten minutes or for no, ten hours. No. no, because it's download. I've got to go back to season three for that though, because I lost interest at one point. I kind of I kind of run out of interest on Stranger Things real quick. I just didn't gel with it. Maybe mm. I need to re go, you know, reinvest time and go back. See, to I, it. I did watch season two, but season three I only watched probably. I'm looking at it now. To be honest, I probably watched one episode, so I'm probably going to go back and watch from three onwards. Mm. There's only eight episodes there, and there are there there um, season three. The majority of them are about fifty minutes, except yeah. for the last one, which is at hour eighteen. Mm. So yeah, and a uh, bit of Ricky Gervais stand-ups on Netflix as well now. If you're a bit of fan, so. oh, I watched that. Yeah, it was funny. Was it, was it funny? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely worth watching. So yeah, uh, Supernature, it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, watch that. Um, well, so been watching. I've been going back watching some Doctor Who. Yes. So I picked up some John Pertwee shows, and do you know what? I've forgotten how good it was in comparison that it was stuck on Earth for the majority of it. And Brigadier, didn't you? I was used to like the character Brigadier. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the Three Doctors episode, mm. and I started watching Terror of the Autons, which um, obviously they were in the first episode, Spirit from Space. I should remember more. Probably remember that more than I did Terror from Autons. But that's got the master in it. Yeah, and he's a great master. Yeah, it does. It can, it's obviously very dated. This is 1973, but I think. The extra content is well worth it with um, some, so they call it sitting on a sofa, basically, with the members of the cast that are around still talking about the episodes and, the, you know, that, that show and story, whatever. And what I did like is they got these indent, these ident files of intros and outros mm-hmm. as if they were when they were on BBC. So you're getting, you know, you get the old BBC globe, if you remember what it used yeah. to be like. And there I said, now, welcome to Doctor Who. And then it, then you get the outro and it'll say, it's on tomorrow, next week at 5.30 uh, with a new series of, you know, and stuff like that. And, yeah, it just brought back memories. Well, really. wouldn't that have all have been sort of like hard-baked into the show when it was originally recorded? <laughs> well, no, well, they're not, obviously, because they've got remasters on these. And yeah, they've, got some new sound, they've got some new sound score, uh, 5.1 for it as well, some of them. Mm. And just some, new, some of the shows have got new special effects as well. Be interesting to see, have they done something similar for the American shows? So because well, think, they would have had different sort of beginning and endings, wouldn't they? Because they would have been on maybe like be, the the foreign, you know, the, the Brit, British Broadcasting it, it Network. It, it's for the America American version. BBC America would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I wonder if, was, the, yeah. if the American version has something similar. I mean, yeah. I've got a lot of love for Patrick, uh, sorry, uh, John Pertwee yeah. as uh, the Doctor. He He's definitely in my top three mm. uh, uh, with... Probably Tennant and Smith mm. being the other two, and then fourth, I would say, would be Peter Davidson. With fifth, would be Tom Baker. Uh, but I think probably the reason why I put Peter Davidson above Tom Baker is because that was kind of like when I really started paying attention to Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I sort of like went <clears throat> back to John Pertry with reruns and mm. uh, so. Yeah, so the, the, the two box sets that are available, there's about 25, 26 episodes. So one of them, the first, the bigger one has Terror of the Autons, The Mind of Evil, Claws of Axos, Colony in Space and the Demons. And the other one has Three Doctors, 
Carnival of Monsters, Frontier in Space, Planet of the Daleks, and The Green Death. Oh, Carnival of Monsters, brilliant one. That's one of my favourite John and the, and the Green Death, which is the maggots in the in the mines, if you remember that. Yeah. And these are all with Joe Grant. Uh, so the next one, hopefully, will be is obviously from what's on here. There is the obviously start of his seasons as well when uh, Spearhead from Space was his first episode. Yeah. But also on here, they have little shorts from when, you know, John Perk was on a TV show and that. There's a lot of Blue Peter, which is, I know it's fascinating to see it again um, with, with the Daleks. For example, there was a, an issue, there was a problem where two Daleks were stolen from the BBC. Right. And they did an announcement and you, you, they show you on Blue, they show you the Blue Peter part of it. So Blue Peter said, you know, they did, you know, they like to do an appeal, don't they? And stuff like that. And they said that these Daleks went missing. So if anyone can help the police, you know, please do. And after the show, apparently someone found the Daleks abandoned in different parts of London. And then you got um, Peter Purvis out there on, on roaming around with a microphone talking to the kid that found it and stuff like that. Um, great little things. Just great little extras to add to it. Mm. So, yeah, I just there's so much in these. It's better than I expected. Just thinking that you, you've got you've got the TV show. Also, the Joe Grant who did the glamour shots. Joe Grant. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> she may have done, but uh, not that I remember when I was a child. I would have probably missed that. But that would have gone over my head if that was the case. I, th- I think remember it was one of. Uh... John Pertwee's assistants that did something like but that. There was only that, or there's, uh, you know, was it Sarah Jane? Yeah, and there's a couple of episodes linked to John Pertwee with Sarah Jane Adventures on one of the on one of them as well. Yeah. So they they really they these these Blu-ray box sets have really really put a lot of content into them because if you like me, I've got some of the older DVDs. They didn't hold too much on them. No, they didn't. They just gave you the six episodes with a, with a terrible picture. But the quality of the images and the remaster they've done on them is fantastic. And adding some special effects in as well. You can turn that on and off if you want to go back to how it really was originally. Do you, do you like watching with all of the special effects? I have done. I've watched them both because also I've separately, which I've had for donkeys, I've got the DVD of the Five Doctors. Right. And that was an anniversary edition, which comes with enhanced special effects. And you can turn them on or off. Right. Which I think, is that the same one you've got or not? I'm not too sure if you have. Can't remember. <clears throat> well, actually, if I just bend down. So it was the 25th anniversary. There you go. Um, was that the one that came with a, like a magazine or on a, week, on a monthly thing or whatever? Or no, no, a... this, this is just, as it came, it's got a nice slip cover. No, uh, the one I got, you remember they started doing all of the Doctor Who episodes from the new... From uh, Christopher Eccleston onwards, mm. where you could buy them like every other week to get two episodes on a disc. Didn't even know they did that. Yeah, they did. And I started buying them, and I just thought this is a really expensive way of doing it, and I stopped it. But I did get the five doctors. Because I got these. Right. And that is the whole Blu ray box set for the fourth season with David Tennant and Donna Noble. Yeah, no, this was just, this was just these, DVD. Yeah. And they, these are DVDs. These are not Blu ray. And they come with all the extras of the uh, Top Two Confidential. Right. So I've got I've got three I've got three seasons of this, and also I've got a I've got a TARDIS which opens up into Chris Eccleston's season. Nice. Of one. 
But yeah, I know it's nice to, to go back to them, especially at the moment because we're what's going on with David Tennant. It's um, <clears throat> being back in it as well. So yeah, well worth it. I might just love going back to those old. You know, I don't mind owning DVDs. Some people think you shouldn't do, but like you and me, you've got a, you've, you've got a hell of a lot up in your loft, there, haven't you? Um, well, in a cupboard actually, not in, even in the loft. But uh, to be fair, the um, some some stuff you can't get on anything but DVD. So no. it's because it, I I got into this sort of like very short sighted kind of point of view of oh I'm Blu-ray and 4K and certainly most 4K got kind of like a bit snobbish with it and then suddenly realised actually there's all this stuff I haven't watched for years yeah. because I've been avoiding it because it's on DVD and I watched it and I think yeah God the picture's not great but it's not that bad. No, I mean. I picked up not long ago um, this. See that? Yeah. Is that, is that uh, the, the water margin? Water margin. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just DVD uh, for the whole, all the whole, whole series, yeah. which I used to watch on BBC Two, if I remember rightly. You well, know, and, you, you bought that. I got Monkey. Yeah. On Blu-ray. That yeah. was brilliant. Um, and I also I got the uh, Twilight Zone on um, Blu-ray as well. You did, didn't you? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah, the complete original series, that, which was absolutely brilliant. I still need to watch some of those. But it's like you know, I I'm I'm not I'm not snobbish to a certain degree. I think physical content is still worth picking up, and a lot of people still do that. I know some people seem to think you should go to to streaming. You know, I you mean, can go you can I, go into BritBox and you can you can pay for the subscription that and watch every Doctor episode that's out there. Yeah, but then you just pay for stuff over and over. Whereas if yeah. you bought, but then again, I was watching because I, I. The funny thing is, on on your Sky subscription, you got you can use your um, your phone to watch Sky Live and everything else. But when it comes to a BBC bit of content, you can't actually use it on your phone. Mm. Won't let you show it. So because I was I was watching, uh, I was watching the second or third no, third season of of um, Matt Smith. Right. Uh, so I watched the Angels one where we like we see Rory in that for the last time, yeah. and then I I just been watching a little bit of Doctor Who, which is you know like that. I just <clears throat> you know just do that every now and then. You just pick something up and watch it. Yeah. Well, you got to have it yet. And the the great thing is is that newer DVDs, like for example, I've got some of the newer Red Dwarf ones. Yeah. And <clears throat> when I watch them. I find it's more like watching a 720p image than actually watching... Uh... I mean, some films, I don't know about you, but if I, like, watch... I've got a copy of, of, <coughs> of uh, Zombie 2, which is um, yeah one of the zombie flesh eat movies, and they give it... Uh, this is actually Zombie 3. I won't go into it, but it gets confusing. But when you watch it, it feels like you're watching a VHS cassette and it's got a little bit of nostalgia to it, watching it in that quality. Mm. You know, and I... I've got a load of DVDs just sitting here, you know, just see so you've got the Beverly Hills collection sitting there and stuff like that. And got the Rambo collection. Yeah. Still there, but they're, not, they're still good quality. I mean, if I, if I can, I will always go for the highest quality. Oh, we would do, but I mean, these are ones I owned all by the zombie ones because I didn't, couldn't get them on Blu-ray at the time. And I've got a few old Japanese style, you know, stuff that you might not pick up on Blu-ray. Mm. So, but this, yeah, just you know, there's no harm in having blue. You know, people HMV are still selling DVDs like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, not everybody's upgraded to Blu-ray. Not everybody's upgraded to 4K. And when you look at there's something like quarter of a million movies are available on um, 
DVD, whereas there's something like a hundred thousand available on uh, Blu-ray, and then somewhere around about fifteen thousand available on 4K. Yeah. So it it goes, you know, that it goes correspondingly down, and obviously it's the more modern ones, uh, or the ones that have had recent remasters that are available in 4K. Mm. But you know, it's. To me, I still prefer to own it. I like having a collection. Mm. I also like putting it on my Plex server for the um, just the sheer. Uh, oh yeah, I've, I've got the. Are they, that's the just dead DVDs still. Yeah, Life on Mars. I've got the, the that on on the Blu-ray, but I like sticking stuff on the Plex server just to make it for ease. But I like having the original collection there. Mm. Yeah, because you you don't record the extras, do you? You're just recording the actual episodes to put on your Plex rock, is it? Yeah, then if I, um, it depends. Some of the if I, if I know it's an extra, I'm going to want to watch a few times. Mm. I'll I'll encode it on. But you know, I I just uh, it's it's quite nice sometimes thinking, oh, I fancy an episode of Star Trek. What one do I want? And I know that I've got every episode of Star Trek mm. that I've ripped from my uh, Blu-ray or dvd yeah yeah you know it makes it a lot easier anyway any more ones so, you have there yeah so the last thing really is what i saw this morning so i went to see top gun maverick mm-hmm. me, me and mrs took an early morning showing at half past 10 yeah and we went into the we had they got the eye sense yeah screens for the odium and yeah it was nice and early up there got costa coffee and a ham toasty took that in with me <laughs> to have for breakfast so i literally did get up late this morning so it was in a bit of a hurry. And not knowing too much about the movie, only seeing the trailer, which doesn't give too much away. I don't think it really gives a lot away. It gives you a bit of an idea how it goes. And I've seen how, I've seen some of the flying sequence filming scenes that um, Tom Cruise did uh, quite a few months ago now. And this at the moment is my film of the year now. Mm. This is one of the best feel-good movies. We have. We need something like that, which we, ha- we haven't had a decent feel-good movie, I don't think, in a long time. And it's it's not cheesy to a certain degree. It has that nostalgia factor in there. There are callbacks because of the storyline. Giving you goosebumps. It did give me goosebumps. And when I heard the Harold Faltermeyer intro, because I actually watched Top Gun last night. Yeah. Uh, I got the, uh, where is it up here? 4K. No, no, I haven't got the 4K yet. Oh, I have. No, I've just got the Blu-ray. But it's in a VHS box. Right. So... But, uh, yeah, when you hear that music, and I think you've got the score as well, that just, oh, put shudders up my spine. Uh, the story's really interesting. It's, for me, made, I got misty. Let's just put it that way. I got misty during the movie, very misty. Mm. And the aerial shots and all of the photography is just incredible. The sound quality, obviously, that's the sort of film you see on the big screen. Is it actually photography or is it any of it CGI? No CGI at all. Okay. All I can imagine is that the other Tom is a pilot, so he did do he did fly his planes. He flew those planes himself, and I can imagine. I'm not 100 percent sure how they did it with the the other actors, but I'm assuming they would have used a two tier seating arrangement to give them that that as they're flying it. But they did go up. They did hit those those G factors with the force, with the afterburner and everything else of the speed they were going at. Mm. There's some fun moments, there's some sad moments, there's moments I think I could have wanted in it, but I didn't get. Um, But honestly, I come out of there with a big smile on my face. 
even the missus said, you know what, that was fantastic. Because even as I dragged her along, she said, we'd go, yeah, okay. Because if you had her way, we'd have got to see Downton Abbey. But that's the sort of thing you go and see in the big screen. I've heard that is absolutely awful, even for Downton Abbey fans. Yeah, but no, it, I mean, my her mum saw it and loved it. So I know she would enjoy it anyway. But she thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And she got bigger, a, a, just as big a smile out of it than I did as well. Um, Tom Cruise, again, is fantastic. He he pulls out the bag every time. Even when we saw the trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 on, on the big screen, mm. even that just got me my, me got me salivating, should we say, politely. The same as when I saw the Jurassic World, Jurassic Dominion, sorry, whatever it is, trailer as well on there um, this morning. But no, honestly, I think I, I will be... I need to purchase the 4K version of Top Gun. I mean, I'm not sure the quality. It's good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but honestly, the everything about this movie is just it's top notch, and you can see why. I'm not sure what how much it's earned so far yet, but I would say it's probably going to be one of, one of the biggest money spending of the year for for, for the um, income. Well, it's been hyped for the last three or four years, hasn't it? Well, yeah. Because I was listening to uh, I, I had it on me had it on me Skybox, but. During the premiere, um, Alex Zane, who does a lot of the comparing for that sort of stuff in interviews, he's got an hour long interview on Sky. Uh, I wouldn't recommend watching it until you've seen the movie. Um, but he does bring up some interesting t- thoughts on how that was shot. Some things that were in there, which were a mistake, but he left them in. But, you know, it's just outstanding. Jennifer Connelly is, is I suppose we call her the leading lady. And, yeah, I haven't seen her since... Probably I haven't seen her since watching a Dario Argento movie when she was about 16. Uh, but she was great in it as well. And there's some other callbacks. I don't want to say about some of the other actors in it because I don't want to spoil it. But I would say if, you, if you're going to go and see a film on the big screen this weekend or next weekend, go and, you know, during bank holiday week, bank holiday weekend, four-day break, go and see Top Gun. Um, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. You, has your boy seen the original? No. Uh, he wants to go and see this, and I've said to him, if he wants to go and see it, we have to have a movie night to watch Top Gun so that he understands it. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, we, we, where we we sat in, and I, I got some good seats, middle middle, mm. how I wanted it, and there was a couple of boys chatting behind me. I nearly wanted to slap, but there's only briefly, and he said, "I've not seen the first one." I'm thinking, <laughs> why is he watching that? Because he's not gonna. There are moments and scenes that. You know, you're going to think, okay, mm. it would be so much better if you'd seen the original. Um, but it, it was quite a nice, quiet screening at that time of the morning, sort of half full. So we didn't have a lot of the interference you can get from a full house late at night, shall we say. Yeah, I know what you mean. But thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I, I, my, even my missus, that'd be good to get on, on, on DVD. Well, she calls it DVD. Even she said that. So that'd be good to watch again. Mm. So... For my wife to give it, like, probably, I would say, a 10 out of 10 herself, you know. Wow, what a movie. Yeah. So, Very good. Yeah. How about yourself? So, what have you been... Uh, I went to see Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm. So, uh, this movie seems to have had a bit of a weird release thing, because I couldn't see it at a local cinema. I ended up having to go further afield. You mean to and a it... proper cinema? To a proper cinema, yeah. You know, one that's had, you know, when he's yes. yeah. Yes. I yeah. bet that hurt the pocket, uh, didn't it? Uh, hang on a minute. The Empire Cinema at Catrick is a multiplex. It has at least seven screens. Yeah. That's a multiplex. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, yes, uh, and I had to pay um, 
you know, prices that have only been uh, put there to actually pay for your protection money to the mafia <laughs> and pay for part of uh, the national debt of uh, the most indebted country in the world. Uh, but I got to see it anyway. And mm. I absolutely love this movie. I'm going to say this right now is that this made Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness look like Doctor Strange and hmm, the Mildly Peculiar. Because this was absolutely... Much better movie overall? Um, much different, mm. but was crazy. So yeah. this is stars Michelle Yeoh as... Uh, basically, she plays a brilliant part of a woman who's really living her worst life. This version of, of her character, Evelyn, everything's gone wrong for. She's in trouble with taxes, which is uh, where... Um, what do you call her? I've forgotten her name. Can't think of her name. Oh, Jimmy Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where you know she's in trouble with Jimmy Lee Curtis plays a tax man who's after her and uh, all of this, that, and the other. And uh, anyway, you know, so she's living her worst life. She's living this nightmare sort of life. Mm. And then her husband, uh, who is played by Ki Hugh Kwan. Who was, I think the part was supposed to, well, it was offered to Jackie Chan and he turned it down, believe it or not. And I'm Mm. not kidding you, the guy who played her husband, they made him look exactly like Jackie Chan. (laughs) He so looked the same. Mm. Uh, But anyway, uh, another version of him takes control of uh, his body and then tells Evelyn that actually in another life, in another universe, She's actually a brilliant scientist and she invented the ability to jump between worlds mm. and that uh, he needed her help to stop an evil from destroying the multiverse right. because this evil has created um, a sort of like un- a multiverse black hole in the shape of a donut. Okay. This, is, this is how uh, and it looks like a donut with like black, like, you know, um, sprinkles on it. Um, and basically it's destroying multiverses and basically you've got everything here you've got uh some jumps goes into a world where people have uh hot dogs for fingers mm. another uh world where they jump into they're all rocks with googly eyes on them mm. uh it's like it's crazy it really is an absolute crazy movie and how they go between worlds uh, they have to t- do specific actions in order to be able to link to that universe and do the jump. Mm. So, for example, uh, it might be do five paper cuts between the fingers. Right. And then that allows them to link to that universe, get the skills from that universe into this universe, or mm-hmm. jump into that universe. That's how it works. Um, and there's some interesting things with statues. I'm only going to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave your imagination and your visual delight when you see it because I absolutely cracked up well after. Mm. It was utterly bonkers was this movie. It was a good laugh. It had a really good story. It was very sort of uh, Eastern in its delivery. Yeah, The language jumps from uh, you know from uh, Eastern languages to Western all the time throughout the film. 
as well. So there's a lot of like subtitles and stuff like that. Uh, but a great movie, really yeah. was absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> when you finish, yeah. just let okay. me. When you finish, sorry, uh, I want to talk about something else as well. But just when you finish, remind me. Okay. Before we go. Yeah. So that uh, it's this one. I would say this is a definite watch. You've got to go and see this. Mm. Well, it's had a really weird release date because it was released ages ago in America, and then it was released the 13th of May in yeah. England, but it didn't go to all cinemas, and you thought it had hadn't been then? released. I don't know, but you thought it hadn't been released. I said, oh, oh yes, about it had. What was that? You, you, yeah, you, yeah. I'm Top Gun you about now. No, I'm talking about everything everywhere all at once. Oh, no, I wasn't even talking about that. I was, no, I was talking about Top Gun, so we got our wires crossed. Don't worry about it. Oh, right, okay, that explains why, because I was thinking... It was the 13th, it says everywhere. No, I was about You were saying time. it's not on. No, and I, no, and I yeah, posted yeah. a picture. Yeah, no. It's on at your local cinema, what you're no, about. No, no. Right, no. okay. That explains why we got our wires crossed then. Because it's, that was coming out on the, that yeah. was coming out on the, uh, on but, the Thursday, but yeah. But it's not gone to every cinema all, you know, it's not gone to everywhere, uh, everywhere all at once, basically. It's gone yeah. real piecemeal, so... Uh, it might be difficult, or it might have been difficult for people to watch, but fortunately, it's now I think a bit more widely circulation. But I think it was one of those movies that was made, and maybe they didn't have the faith that it was going to be as good as it is. I mm. did like a sort of like a lackluster release of it, which would explain the delay in yeah. us getting it over here, and then suddenly it explodes everywhere. But you know, uh, anyway, that's it. The next movie I watched was uh, I finally got round to watching Doctor Sleep. Yeah, how long have I had that? <coughs> I don't know. In this one. Yeah, but I, I finally got it. round to it. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I found a lot of the references to The Shining were really br- uh, like dragging information out of the bottom of my brain because mm. it's been decades <laughs> since I watched The Shining. Yeah, you need to. You need to yes, I know. I know you've. I know you've got it. I know you've got it. I got but, this. I think I did. I think I got this last year for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, I think that's when I got it. Or Christmas. Might be one Christmas I got it. Has it? Anyway, but carry on. Sorry. Yeah. So, and by the time we record it, will have been your birthday, won't it, Steve? Oh, it's my birthday next week. Yes. Week, so not ha- next week. The week after. Yeah, yeah. So, and as we'll uh, that we'll be doing it at the end of the week. Happy birthday for them. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd forgotten a lot of the references that were in the Shining. I was watching it. I was thinking this reminds me of something. I mean, obviously, everybody knows the kid, you know, peddling yeah. through the hotel and stuff like that. Mm. But absolutely loved the story. The, all of the acting was absolutely brilliant. Everyone from, you know, the the young girl who, you know, uh, was one of the Shining. Uh, Ewan McGregor was, well, he was Ewan McGregor. He was brilliant. Mm. Ev- ev- everyone in there was absolutely perfect. Uh, Re- I say Rebecca Ferguson. Oh yeah. And say she's she's done about three Mission Impossible movies now. She's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And uh, there's something about her in that hat. <laughs> there is, isn't there? Yeah. There it's is. Creepiness, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> thinking creepiness to be honest. I was thinking. Oh no, 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 uh, no, no. When I saw when I realised she was in it, and I, I thought, oh, because I already fell in love with her in Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. But um, yeah, she definitely suits the hat. Anyway. Mm. Uh, so yeah, absolutely loved the movie. Uh, I watched it on was it Netflix or something like that. But I'm, oh, okay. I'm intending on sort of picking this up on hard copy together with The Shining. I know that The Shining often goes on offer for like ten pounds 
on 4K, so I'm just waiting oh, for that it? to come up. Yeah, it does. I've seen mm. it a couple of times. At the moment, it's 90, every time I want to buy a Blubber movie, it's always 19.99. But mm. uh, no, I'm just going to wait for it to come on offer again. I've got HMV because they sometimes do two for tw- two for thirty or something. Yeah, that's what I was looking at as well. I thought I'd, I'd pick that up with uh, another movie because uh, I think on Amazon, Doctor Sleep's about thirteen quid now on four K. Right. So, but it was nice. I, the good. It was a good recreation of the Overlook Hotel, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was really yeah, really good, really good. So the last thing that I've uh, watched, and I don't want to do too many spoilers for this, is Obi Wan. Um, this obviously kicks off uh, all of the adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi a decade after the events of um, The Revenge of the Sith. And we find Obi-Wan... Rogue One? Or no, uh, no? No, before, well before oh, of course Rogue it is. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Course, Six or sorry. seven years before Rogue One. Yeah. Um, uh, this uh, finds Obi-Wan living on Tatooine, keeping an eye on on Luke. Um, and it's got Ewan McGregor, who is absolutely brilliant, in it, he, he knows a part um, off Pat. Um, Hayden Christian's uh, son's also going to be reprising his role, this time as uh, the Darth Vader version of Anakin Skywalker. And uh, there's a lot of lore that's been taken from, like, the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch and all of that sort of stuff. Um, Star Wars Rebels, uh, you know, because you've got Inquisitors and such like. Uh, unfortunately, the Grandmaster Inquisitor is not played by Jason Isaacs, but the guy who plays him was uh, perfectly okay in the role. Uh, it takes the story in a different direction, to be fair, than what I thought it might do. And there's I mean, is, pe- that, is that without saying? Because I've said I've heard bad reports and good. Well, is it a good thing or a bad thing at all, or, or not? Uh, I think for the world, it's kind of like a logical thing. I don't think mm. it was a bad mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brings in a character who I definitely was not expecting to be in uh, this for whatever reason. Uh, but they are, and they are front line and centre uh, in this. And the person playing them, uh, I think all things considered, does a good job. Um, this is very strange it's very hard to sort of like rate it because some bits of this are very very slow uh but then suddenly they can go from not to 100 miles an hour in like you know a second mm. and things can start to escalate on this because obi-wan's trying to be very stealthy trying not to draw attention to himself he's just doing normal manual labor he's shut himself off from the force um so he can't be detected um, there are other Jedi that you see uh, briefly in this. Uh, it does go back over the event, the events of the Revenge of the Sith, and a lot of it feeds in. And I have a sneaking suspicion in relation to one character that they might be linked to some of the scenes that are being shown at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does go over. It has like a re- reprisal of. Uh, all of the events that led up to it, so all of the prequels. So the, the, old, the old ground, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, basically you get a couple of minute um, sort of refresh sans Jar Jar Brinks, which is always good. So <laughs> you, you just don't see him at all. Thank God for that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think it shows a lot of promise. I want to see what the rest of them are, mm. uh, what they're all going to be like. Uh, I've heard 
later on that the lightsaber battles are absolutely amazing. We'll have to wait and see. You know, the, the big ones, I don't mean... Mm. Um, I, I don't mean just the, the general stuff immediately. Mm. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. But it is, I think it's a bit like The Mandalorian in that you either will like it or it's going to be your sort of Star Wars. Mm. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Anyway, Steve, you said you had something else to yeah, uh, talk about. Yeah, so about. while watching the trailers for Top Gun, so they showed, showed Mission Impossible, they showed Thor, they showed the Jurassic Park. Thor looks so good. But on the big screen, why do the trailers look so fantastic on the big screen? I just want to see the movie then, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I, I can't wait for I can't wait. I was toe-tapping away to the music, you know. Yeah, sweet child of mine. That's it, fantastic. And there was, they said, there was like, let's go into it there, there we go. Then there's suddenly this thing come up saying, um, it said, nope. I thought, well, what the heck's nope when it's at home? And then it says, we're going to show you a brief. And so we're behind the camera seeing nope being filmed. I thought, what's all this about? And the film, you are just typical now when my, my phone isn't doing what it should be doing. Um, the director did Get Out and Us. Have you seen both these movies? Remind me of them. Get Out. Um, is about a couple uh, they go back to see a mum and dad and the boyfriend um who isn't of a caucasian and it all goes a bit weird in the town there's a scene where even sitting in a chair that goes into a void no. it, it got it got a lot of praise in the oscars I, it, I think it may have even won an oscar it's not one that's uh and then the other film was us as well so yeah the director's jordan pill and the uh the the actor that was in get out was Daniel Kaluuya. Right. So I did you saw, and it looks really cool. Uh, it's a very sci-fi horror orientated movie, but they were just showing you behind the scenes of the film and it was just really bizarre. I thought, okay, this is just trying to let you know about a film and you'll see it. the director was talking and you saw some of the, the scenes going and being filmed and what you, and you've got a high level to see the whole set in the middle of the desert and all this, but yeah, wow, I'm looking forward to this movie. It looks really interesting. And after reading up on it, it's worth, it looks like it could be worth a, a good watch um, coming out in July in the cinema. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say, because it just, there's something different that came on, you know, on the screen, other than watching your ice cream, tra- ice cream trailers and any car car advert that you get sick of when you yeah. go to see a, you know, see a movie it's, uh, on the big screen. But, uh, yeah, I look forward to that. Looks interesting. Cool. So, have we got any questions? Because I was about to say, this yeah, is, we we've this got is a couple it, of questions from Matt because I messaged him and just say, if you've got any, you better be real quick. So, uh, unfortunately, no one's responded on the Facebook group, so we'll just fine. go and do Mark's listener questions. John, what's happening to us? Okay, so listener questions and. Uh, the two we have today are both from Mark, and he kicks us off with asking, has this generation of consoles panned uh, out as you expected? And with hindsight, would you have done anything different? Well, what is it to do different really at the moment? We're in a, you know, is well, this in the making of them or? Um, well, no, I'm supposing it's, it's what would you have done different? He's asking what we would have done rather than what they would have done. So would you have well, bought there's only one there's only one thing I think was a software related was I and I don't remember this actually happening in the UK, but Xbox Live went down for about four days. Yeah. And the old issue about the DRM popped up, didn't it? Yeah. 
Now, I haven't tried it yet because I will give it a little spin later. I will unplug my internet connection with a downloaded Game Pass game and see if it will play. But this drew its ugly head again, and apparently Moxo said they fixed it. Mm. So from a um, software point of view... Not, not uh, thinking from a software point of view, but not from a console point of view, I start. Oh, I went to play a game on um, Game Pass, but on the PC. Mm-hmm. And uh, it said your trial has expired. I thought, what trial? It was a Game Pass game, and I had to. Uh, I I ended up deleting the game and re-downloading it. Mm. But um, it also said that the Xbox uh, like so, uh, app was needed updating. So I ended up updating that, and that solved it. But it was just, uh, yeah, you know, that that was just really odd as far as I was concerned. I mean, I've had moments where I, I put Destiny and it suddenly says, well, you don't own the game. I'm thinking, I bloody do. Yeah. Let alone most of it being on, on Game Pass. But I think there's glitches in anything like that. There's, yeah, there is always glitches and stuff like that. I, th- I think, I don't think I would have done anything different. And I would still bought the consoles when I did. Hmm. But I think a lot of people probably regret spending all of that money on the consoles at the moment because there's so little that you, takes out, yeah. you know, do you anything. Think, do you think, I don't, this is, this is more for a question to you Yeah. compared to most because you own both consoles. Do you think that you oh, could have... Oh, one of probably, them twice. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you think, though, you could have said, oh, I could have bought one of them and got away with that for now? Or you were happy to buy both? Definitely, definitely. I don't. I think there's very little advantage uh, on the Series X to the uh, to the to the One X. Yeah. Um, the PlayStation, I think, is probably more of a noticeable thing. Mm. But I actually, even back, you know, when it was first, I I started. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the X and went on to the Series X. And right. other than slightly better textures and a slightly better colour, there wasn't any difference that mm. I noticed, other than load times. Load times is the, the key <clears throat> difference. Mm. But with this console generation, I have a bit of an issue with it because it's saying all games, all uh, Series X games, have to be loaded on the st- internal storage or on the expansion drive if you're lucky enough to have one mm. even if the game is like a Rattalaka 300 megabyte game because it's series x you have to install it on the internal drive i'm not being funny but there is going to be no practical uh, thing which a developer would put in a game of 300 megabytes that would have a detrimental effect on the gameplay by running that from a hard drive. It's just impossible. It's less than the even memory that the Mm. system has. It's utterly ridiculous. And I think because of the cost of SD drives, and I've maintained this this whole season, or this whole, uh, you know, generation, that they should actually give you the choice of being able to download the game and play it from a hard drive or an SSD drive. Yeah. Well, obviously, with the thing of there will be significant delays in comparison to the normal gameplay if you put it on a hard drive and let mm. you decide where you want to put it. Because I'm now having to manage a one gigabyte 
well, less than a one gigabyte storage capacity for all of my content. And I don't want to be passing stuff between the hard drive and back. I just want to be able to install it. The PlayStation was even worse because it had a smaller uh, SSD, but that was a much cheaper expansion to do because you're not having to have proprietary little cartridges. Mm, okay. And it's super easy to achieve. So, <clears throat> yeah. But I, I think maybe if I'd have known and known how many games that have come out that have really pushed the stuff of what I've been playing, mm. I think I might have just bought the PlayStation and not bothered with the Series X. Yeah. There's a confession for you. Yeah. Interesting enough. Can we, you know, we said we don't know what, what's coming out on the um, next game for game not game pass for um games for gold and yeah they've just released it have they no but i noticed on game pass right they got coming soon yeah one of them is assassin's creed origins interesting yeah i I think that they're going to change around game pass to respond to uh playstation's changes so just out of the touch i went up here um for honor marching fire edition whatever that will be assassin's creed origins Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Downfall, Shadowrun Hong Kong, Matchpoint, which is a tennis game, mm-hmm. Hello Neighbor 2, and Two Point Campus, whatever that may be. Yeah, I'd heard, uh, I'd certainly heard Assassin's Creed Origin was. Or was it last, it wasn't last month, was it? No, I'm just on the Xbox and can see what's coming soon for Game Pass. That was all. I just, I just actually got on there. So, and what's leaving? Is NHL 20. Oh, yeah, that's Game, yeah, that's game Pass, so that's not Games with Gold. No, it's Game Pass. Um, so it was interesting that Assassin's Creed is going on Game Pass. That yes. The, that's the weird one. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, and so the, Origins is a really good... Yeah. Uh, I, I really like that. And it's, mm. uh, it's a North Yorkshire lad because it's called Bayek. <laughs> yeah, OK. <laughs> so at the moment, Games for Gold at the moment is showing In a World Last Wayne Monk, Yoko's Island Express and Viva Pinata Party Animals at the moment. Mm. I don't think, yeah, that's all it's got there. But yeah, I was just, just I remember seeing it. I thought, well, we are, I've got to mention that because just, it just propped up because you're a big fan of Assassin's Creed. And I thought, anyway, go on. Next question because I can't see these at the moment. So. Okay. Is there a place uh, for game related conventions? Are you going to any? Is there still a place for them? There's still a place, but it's a bit different these days. I mean, obviously, we've got the big one we normally have in, in June is now a digital one that we're going we're gonna to have to watch on a silent stage without the uh, the locals being there. Mm. Um, I think there's still a place for them, but I just in this world now, I don't know if that sort of thing of gathering amount of people. Well, it's still happening. I mean, yeah. I, I've already been to one, so... yeah. And how did that go, did you think, as a um, from a perspective of the way the world is now, it, do they, is it now forgotten about the way you think? If you just, you know, it's... I, I've been to a few big events now, obviously the Pet Shop Boys and um, to Insomnia 68. And, you know, big crowds, no one's bothered about COVID, no one's wearing masks or very few people are wearing masks. People don't. Actually, I'm people. still see. I'm still using. I have to use them when I go to NHS. Yeah, which is that's a hospital. I can understand that. Yeah, or even doctor surgery, whatever. Um, I have when I went to see. So back in November, when we went to see Human League, some people were wearing masks there. 
Yeah, some people were wearing masks to the pet shop boys. But they're an older generation, maybe. I, yeah. It's very difficult. I, I get that. I still carry some in the car, even you know. Yeah, I still. Have but I think, but I think the, I think there are some events that still may be cancelled. I mean, yeah, not even having support bands now is like unusual. Mm. You know, especially from even from the one you went to. You know. Yeah, but I, I still think these things have a place. Um, insomnia was really popular. When we went, um, it wasn't as well attended in terms of vendors and everything. Microsoft, there was a stall that said Microsoft, there was a stall that said Sony, apart from everything was switched off. So mm. what the hell they were there for, I don't know. Um, VR took a, you know, was a big pull and people played VR. Um, you know, games that were already out and you can't, I can't like look and think, well, if you've got VR, why are you worried about that sort of stuff? But hey-ho. Um, but, yeah, and, and we're going to... Uh, excuse me. We're going to go to Insomnia 69 in Birmingham because my son really wants to go to 69 because it's uh, 69. He is yeah. a teenager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got something to say about the event in a minute, but go carry on. Yeah, but, yeah, I think they've still got a place. Well, they haven't all the way... They haven't everywhere now because... Looks like they've cancelled Starter Destination, Starter Destination in the UK. Yeah, well, that's because Jonathan Frakes won't ever come over here, isn't it? The only one for the Europe will be the Germany, but that's disappointing. It is because I was actually thinking of going to that. Um, it says here we have decided to run just one big Destination Starter event this year. This means that Destinations like Germany will take place on the 23rd and 25th of September. It will be the only official European Star Trek event in 2022. We know that this is disappointing to some of you, but we look forward to see look forward to new Star Trek events in the future in the UK. However, this means some good news for our loyal fans that we'll be able to tribute to a Star Trek event at the Comic Con 8th and 10th of July. So there's something going on anyway. There's a, just a London film and comic con event going on, which is normal stuff. But the Star Trek one, the big one, is cancelled. Mm. Real shame. Definitely is because I, I, I was seriously considering it because. It's years since we went. The fiftieth. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even get to the programs. How long ago was that? I mean, sixteen, wasn't it? Was it really? Oh my god. Because it was nineteen sixty-six. It was released, wasn't it? Star Trek. Yeah. So yeah, fifty years would have been twenty sixteen. So there you go. Um, maybe we'd better go for the sixtieth. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, just, but I just, oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah, just sit. I mean, it's still things, still things can, can, can go wrong from that point of view. And they're just worried. And maybe this is down to the, you know, the, the, the attendees of the, you know, Bill Shatner and everyone else. They feel that it's still a thing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I think um, my experience of going sort of, sort of like polarised me a little bit in terms of conventions. Hmm. Because you see the actors on the shows and you think that they're going to be a certain way. And some of them are, and some mm. of them are just not. And I, I, I remember seeing two particular actors there um, who were on one of the shows. Shall we say the least successful show? But did you know, I'm, I'm going to go with this, that some of those people you we were talking to yeah. were so... When a, just say hello and speak. And we were doing that without being tickets. Oh, we were in a queue. Do you know what I mean? 
yeah, I mean, you know, Armin Shimmerman. Yeah, was, exactly. He, he was fantastic. And, you know, we uh, he, he was telling me about his holiday in North Yorkshire when he was nine miles away from me. Yeah. You know, um, because he, he knew where I, I told him where I'd come from. He asked, and you know, he said, yeah. "Oh, I've I, I've only just come from holiday." Then he was telling me where he'd been, and he was like, "Just up the road." And um, you know, and then other even ones, even the doctor, um, Alexander Siddig. Yeah, we couldn't get near because he spent so much time with the fans. Yeah, and uh, uh, what do you call him, uh, Garrett Wang? Yeah, he, you know, Carrie he was very, he's. He was very, very um, conversable as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. They, they were fantastic. But then there was one or two other ones who at first thought, oh, yeah, I'd really want to get their autograph. And then, you know, I saw how they were acting. And I was I stood there and I was, sat, I was sat there and I was thinking, you're half cut and you're taking the pee out of the fans. And mm. I just don't like that. Mm. You know, this is an old boys club for you to get together and just, um, you know, just earn money for not giving to the fans and the only reason why you're up there is because we've supported your shows that you've mm. been and mm. that kind of annoyed me mm. and if you know what i mean say the greatest name in star trek i mean don't get me wrong i've i've met bill shatner i've had my photograph with him we all worship bill shatner he's captain kirk mm. but equally he was a, not the most approachable person um George Takai, on the other hand, he was he was lovely to us. You know, he talked to us, mm. he was really friendly. Yeah. He was fantastic. And the thing is, I don't expect the actors to be, you know, like backlickingly no. nice. No, but, but they, I expect they, them to at least be polite and not take the mick out of you as a fan. And that, you know, because I think if you if you if you're insulting to your fans, you're, you're peeing in well, you're think, peeing on your own doorstep. Well, I think William, well, Bill Shatner did that many years ago, and I think he probably regretted that. Yes, he did, and and I thought that's why he wrote. But that took, a, but that took, a, but that took a while to bounce and, back from that, didn't it? And and he was honest. He said, you know, and then if you've ever read his book Get a Life, it's actually quite interesting because some of it's about his journey of understanding fandom and the mm. impact of Star Trek and. Uh, Gives him a couple of probably uh, it gives him a bit of an epitome, I think. But yeah, that was one thing really annoyed me with that convention was some of them, and then how also some of them came, just came and you they were just still drunk from the previous evening and not giving it, you know, not giving it, and they they'd be getting thousands and thousands for those attendances mm. before they're even signing autographs, and it's sort of like. You know, sort of like there's a thing about being professionalism and representing what you're there for as well. I mean, when you got people like Leonard um, Nimoy's son, you know, yeah, such a charming guy and talkable. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then and then also you get the sleazy fans because uh, what do you call it? You played Jadzia Dax, Terry yeah. Farrell. Mm. Uh, you ended up marrying him. <laughs> yeah, well, she, yeah, she's she's getting mar- uh, married to uh, Leonard Nimoy's son, isn't she? But no, I, I watched one of the interviews with her and, <coughs> excuse me, I think it was Nana Visitor, mm. um, were on stage talking. And then they had the, you know, questions from the floor sort of thing. And this one guy uh, said, uh, so, you you know, you did uh, representation of, you know, like, you know, first female to female kiss on TV sort of thing. Mm, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and... Uh, you know, it was like, and she was like, yeah, I was very proud to represent, you know, uh, 
you know homosexuality in that sort of way and mm. uh you know be a be a part of that change in that sort of like breaking that taboo of the yeah that yeah. on tv and you know she was sort of like this is so what was it like was she a really good kisser you know this guy started being like really pervy i'm not kidding you the the bouncers had him out of there the only way they could have done it quicker is if they'd have actually have had a bloody transporter. I can tell you that now. He was gone. Bye. Uh, yeah, and I don't think he was even just gone from that talk. I think he was gone. I think he yeah. was kicked out. And to be fair, the, the actors also should have the respect back. There was no need for that. That was just a no. pervert. So it was, a, it was, you know, so I think that I know that actors go through a lot, and I think acting as a world, must be blooming awful because everybody's your greatest critic. Of course it is. You know, uh, so, and I, how would that be if every day, you know, you got up and somebody was judging you? Oh, sorry, I forgot, that's your manager, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, it must be awful when you can re- pick up a paper that you just want to read and then, you know, you see somebody criticising your work or whatever. Um, but equally, I, th- I think that there's a bit of respect on both sides. Mm. And especially at events like that where they're live, you know, I just think it was just not. I, I, I think uh, it was a bit disillusioned in in some ways. It kind of tainted it a little bit, but yeah. I still enjoyed it tremendously, and it was great us getting together because we very rarely do get to do that and see each other. Yeah, live. but yeah, I mean, it was such a long time ago now. But yeah, it was. Um, I think that was one was of the good. first times we met. Well, it was the first time we met, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't, because didn't we oh, go no, to oh, no, it, in Birmingham on the uh, gaming convention? No, but we went... Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the first time we met. Because we went, cause we went out for a curry, didn't we? Do you remember? We did, we glared, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I glared. Oh, I spoke to him recently, actually, bless him. He's a very busy boy, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah so that was the second time that we ever uh, got together in real life, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was good, though. That was good. Um, I, I, I still enjoy a convention. I want to. I, wanna, I do want to go to one of the Star Trek one. It would be nice at some point, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the reaction is of the fans to the new Trek. Like, I'm t- talking about Disco as well here because uh, it's not universally loved. But then again, the Next Generation wasn't universally loved at the beginning. No, hard to hard to believe now, but people criticised the Next Generation till the cows come on and to be fair the first three seasons were rubbish <laughs> yeah yeah oh. so anyway anything else to add to that question there steve or not really no how we've done all right well i think that we're done in that case so do you want to give your uh contact details <coughs> so xbox steve 07 uh playstation i will get on it at some point trust me i will do uh the real steve 07 my youtube channel is the vinyl cues all things musical soundtracks to gaming it's better ready okay so for me it's herj uk on absolutely everything apart from on epic in which case it's pop culture gamers uh you can also uh, follow the show on youtube there's lots of content popping on there all the time uh just go to youtube.com forward slash pop culture gamers uh we have our twitter feed pop culture gamer we have our facebook group and facebook page just look for pop culture gamers on there you can email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and don't forget our website anchor.fm forward slash pop culture gamers and that's it show number 141 is in the bag thank you all for listening we'll see you next time 
And it's a good night from me. And a good night from him. Good night. Good night.